0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Bucks tonight in Dallas, then back at home tomorrow night at the Fiserv Forum. And they certainly have been uh, not just the talk of the town, but the talk really uh, of the state and a lot of basketball as there's a genuine excitement. This team has the best record in the NBA, and uh, as Pat Connaughton said a little earlier, they kind of enjoy the underdog role right now. But the guy that's putting it all together made the trade and kind of the maneuver the maneuvering for Miritic now to come onto this thing. Uh the general manager now joining us, John Horse. John, how you been? Great, Bill. How are you? We're doing well. I mean, uh the, the excitement is palpable. I, I I'm sure you guys are feeling it not only just within your own building, but you're probably seeing a lot of it at the box office right now, right?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh it's been a lot of fun. Uh Had a great season so far. Uh, Looking forward to doing great things uh, going forward. Uh, It's been a lot of fun being in the 5 Surf Forum, and and the fan support has been unbelievable. The environment in there has been unbelievable, and and, uh, it's been a great year so far.
1: Is this, um, how do I put this? I asked Pat Connaughton the other night, I said, did you see this coming at the beginning of the season? And he said, look, we were just having fun. Uh, they, they, they felt as if they were playing free and there was, a, there was a certain nucleus, a certain character that came together very quickly. How difficult is it as a general manager when you start to th- see things going in the right direction to be able to make a move to better your team but not screw up the chemistry that you have?
0: I think it's a it's a really um, important balance and something that we consider in every move that we do and everything that we discuss daily. Uh, the biggest piece of, of culture and chemistry and just the overall environment is really set with a core group of players and your coaching staff. And, and, you know, Peter Fagan and I at the top of the organization starts with our ownership with Mark West and Jamie. And so I think we have a great foundation and a great um, setup for, you know, adding players and, and kind of making moves around the edges and, and maintaining that. Um, but you know, really, again, starts with, starts with Giannis and Bud and the staff and the way that those guys are performing on a daily basis. When you win, it's it's fun to have. It's easy to have fun when you win. So that's what we've been doing.
1: Did you expect this team to be this good when you put it together?
0: Uh, I expected this to be very good. You know, I, I, we were obviously last year we were excited about uh, the progress that we made uh, from the year before and and had a really competitive series against the Celtics. And, and what I saw was a group of guys uh, headed by Giannis and Chris and Eric and Malcolm. Uh, that really uh, were dialed in and trying to, to take the next step forward and had an unbelievable summer of development and work. We were grateful and thankful to be able to add Bud and his staff to that group, make the moves for Brooke Lopez and Urso,n Draft, Dante, and, and we knew. We felt something special could happen. We knew we could have a really great year. To, to be the number one team in the NBA like we are right now, having our coaches represent um, the Eastern Conference as all-star coaching staff, to have two all-stars in Chris and Giannis um, and to do some of the things we've done and, and all the sales we've had at had Pfizer form, I'm not sure I saw it to that extent, but we were excited and, and, and planned for a special year.
1: talking with John Horst, the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, so uh, I had a chance to run into Bud and, and, and talk with him just away from everything when he first got to town. Him and Darvin Hammond were sitting there just kind of chit-chatting. He seemed like a guy that is, one, no-nonsense, but two, a a realist, I mean, it seemed like he had a a pulse, like a finger that was going to say, okay, where is my team today and how are they feeling and how hard can I ride them and not ride them? Is that one of the things that when you talk to him, do you get the sense that that becomes very relatable within a locker room?
0: Absolutely. You know, uh, I think any great coach, any great leader um, in, in kind of any walk of life, whether it's sports or business, I think you have to have an unbelievable balance of feel And as well as the ability to analyze and take in information and make decisions based on on that as well. And and Bud is the best I've ever been around and the best I've ever worked with, uh, just in his ability to take all the information, have all all the facts, um, understand the overall plan and program that they have, but also just to have a feel and to act off of that feel. And um, there's no doubt that when you have that mix, you have that balance. Players respect that. Players appreciate that. Um, makes him more relatable, and, and really, I think helps the guys want to perform from to an even higher level.
1: So, and I hate to look towards the 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 you know the off season, so to speak. And I know right now it's the here and now, but there are going to be decisions to make come this off season. Uh, how much maneuvering do you have to do to make this off season? Compatible in the sense of one not trying to break this team up, and two trying to be able to kind of serve all the masters, so to speak, and keep guys happy. How difficult do you think this offseason is going to be? Because it begins with a guy like Chris Middleton.
0: Yeah, I, I, there's no doubt that we have a challenging offseason um, in front of us. Just in terms of you know figuring out a lot of deals and different mechanisms and different logistical steps and things that you have to do in, in team building and roster building. Um, but we're well versed in that, and, and we've we've done it. To, to some extent um, every year, you know, there's constantly change and there's always free agency, you know, this year being unique with um, four starters, uh, potentially being free agents and, and now adding Nico uh, Mirotic, who, who also will be a free agent. But, you know, the, the overall aggregate, the total of the deal that we did are um, the deals that we've done, Bill, have put us in a position where we feel really, really great about our opportunities to keep this team together and, in and obviously, the better that we perform this year, and, and the overall success that we'll have, will have an impact on that. But when you look kind of back to the beginning uh, of the season, you know we've traded uh, Matthew Dellavedova and John Henson, um, a fr- uh, first round pick, Don Maker, and a second round pick, effectively, and we ended up with George Hill and Nikola Mirotic, and uh, twenty million dollars of potential cap flexibility. And so we feel like we've added to the, the production of our team this year the ability to compete at the highest level this year, and gave ourselves optionality and flexibility going forward to keep the group together.
1: Got to ask you, I know there was a lot of talk with Anthony Davis going on in the market. The Lakers had put a lot, or at least reportedly had put a lot into the pot. Uh, Seeing what was going on, was it even worth, did you make a phone call to the New Orleans Pelicans just to say, hey, I'll kick the tires, or was it just something to where you knew it was so expensive that you weren't going to jump into that pool?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to comment on Anthony Davis or that overall situation. I will tell you, we have not made an offer for Anthony Davis. And and um, we're really, really excited for our team. We were at that point when that story came out, and we still are the best team in the NBA. And, and we're very thankful for the group that we have, the guys that we have. And, and we think, you know, we say over here a lot of times, why not us? We, we think we have the best player in the conference, maybe the best player in the league. Uh, we've got our second all-star in Chris Middleton. We have an unbelievable culture and fit. We have we think the best coach in the NBA, someone who should be a coach coach of the year in the NBA. Um, And we have an unbelievable supporting cast around that whole group. And so we're very happy and very thankful for the group that we have and uh, look forward to kind of moving forward with this group.
1: You've got an open roster spot. Uh, What are you looking to fill that with?
0: You know, uh, we're really working through that right now. That's the next phase for us. So it's been – our goal was to get a roster spot, and there's a variety of ways to do that. Um, we, we added to our team last uh, last night or yesterday with Nico, and, and very, very excited about that. Kind of adds more shooting, and depth, and size, and versatility, uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, we do have the open roster spot, and we're trying to decide. I think more than likely, Bill, like that ends up being a, uh, a big, you know, another big to kind of help us in the playoff stretches and, and just to give us another body uh, defensively to throw at people. Uh, could also be uh, another wing and just another kind of shooter, uh, handler, uh, multi-positional defender, and so those are the things we're working at. And we're trying to figure that out. Uh,
1: with Miritich coming in, uh, obviously a good get, uh, and a lot of people are excited about this. You had a chance to see him numerous times when he was with the Bulls, and so he comes in as a guy that can play, uh, can play the four, can play the three, and, and the questions are: Well, where is he going to play? How's this going to work out, and especially when Giannis is on the floor? The the only area that I see this mattering becomes defensively speaking. Other than that, do you see his, his role uh, as anything in specific or just as kind of fluid?
0: You know, I think coming in, I think for us, Nico, this year, we've got a, a great starting lineup um, team that has, you know, the starting group that has, I think, the best margin of any starting lineup in, in the league uh, in terms of net rating. Um, so for us, we look at him uh, really bolstering that second unit and that's what we like about him. He can play the four. He can play the five. Uh, he shoots, you know, at every position. He can push Giannis down to a three um, or up to a five. He can play with Giannis. Uh, he can play with Brooke. Um, and so just, again, I think there's there's a lot of versatility in a player like that, um, both offensively and defensively. And um, we're really thankful to have him. We think he's a huge at.
1: There is, uh, and before I let you go, there has always been the perception at Milwaukee, uh, a good basketball town, but they weren't winners teams want guys want to win in free agency. They want to build these teams and they want to go on and just kind of guarantee themselves rings or at least getting to the NBA finals. What is the perception, at least as you see it around the league as to what it is you are doing in Milwaukee, the viability from agents point of view for coming and sending their guys to Milwaukee. Has this risen dramatically in the last two, three, four years or just recently?
0: I, I think it's, it's risen dramatically recently. Uh, but with, without a doubt, it started um, when, when Mark Lassery, Wes Edens, and then Jamie Dynan and Mark Fafatelli became part of our ownership group. Uh, those guys came in, you know, mid-April, uh, well, I guess, it's, what was it, five years ago now, um, came in and, and talked about building a championship in here in Milwaukee, resourcing it in any way necessary to make this happen. And all they've done since that point is just put their money where their mouth is, put their their uh, partnership and advice and mentorship um, behind everything that they've done. And, and here, what we have in Milwaukee right now is the best team in the NBA from a record perspective, a brand-new arena, a brand-new practice facility, um, a growing ecstatic fa- fan base that is not only in the city of Milwaukee State of Wisconsin, but, you know, I travel I travel globally for scouting. There's Bucks fans everywhere in the world, and – um, it's pretty remarkable to to be part of it, to have have a role in it, and I think you know something that the city of Milwaukee should be extremely proud to have.
1: John, before I let you go, one more. Uh, if you and I are sitting down and having a beer, and I look at you and I say, Hey, John, you know, I, I know it was two owners that bought a franchise, and it's not always easy to come in and make every step perfectly, and there were some missteps, and probably an over amount of criticism criticism on you know guys like me and maybe my part. But do you feel? That the organization has settled down and is in a good place, and that you're rolling right now. And if so, why?
0: Yeah, no. I, I not only do I feel I know, and and I just think that you know the proof is in the facts. And so you look at the number of sellouts that we've had in our arena. You look at the production that we have um, on the court, off the court. Uh, I think people that work for this organization, you know, the the countless employees that work in this organization, the variety of roles that all have a, have a role in the success that we've had. People love working for this organization. They love being part of this organization. Uh, they're proud to wear Bucks gear. You know, I think there's the fan base is growing, and, and I think the age range and the fans that we have here in Milwaukee are as people as young as as my son and daughter, six years old and two years old, and I think as old as as you know grandparents. And and I think it's really remarkable to see the transformation of a city, um, and the impact that a sports franchise has, and, and that starts with the ownership. Uh, Trickles down to Peter and myself and and Coach Budenholzer. And I think undoubtedly we're in a great place. And and we're not, this is not a flash in the pan. Have one year of success. I think we're built to succeed for a long period of time and hopefully continue to build on what we've done so far.
1: John, best of luck. Terrific job. There's a lot of excitement, like you know, in this city. I look forward to getting to a few more games before the season culminates and we head into the postseason. But uh, I'll tell you, it hasn't been this good. That I can remember since I was doing the pep rallies on the square down there back in 99, 2000, 2001. I mean, it's been phenomenal, and it's it's, it's due in large part to what you guys have going on. So thanks so much for joining us, okay?
0: Thanks, Bill. Thanks for the time. I All right, buddy. It. Talk to you soon. Take care.
1: There you go. John Horst, uh, the general manager of your Milwaukee Bucks, as uh, they have become the topic of conversation. And he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.